You're listening to You're United listening. Q Podcast. United Q. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. ProQ Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Mano Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co-host Ben. Hello. And on today's show we have Anthony Shepard from the from Australia from the company Ozpig. How how are you doing? You alright? Good thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. No worries. It's great to have you on. Yeah, great to have you on. Uh, we like to connect with the Australia market now and again. We've got quite a few friends over there now, so it's good to get you on. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. So, I'm sure lots of people in the UK already know about Ozpig and around the world know about Ozpig, but do you want to just give us a quick intro about what the Ozpig is? So, the Ozpig is basically uh, a portable wood-fired stove. Uh, the whole concept is around bringing people together, uh, sharing around the fire, gathering, drinking as we do in Australia, and then cooking. Um, we come from a hospitality background, so we're right into food and uh, all different styles of cooking. So we didn't want to be limited to, say, barbecuing or grilling. We wanted to do a little bit of everything. So we designed this little unit uh, that is basically a, a portable wood-fired stove. So you can do your grilling, you can do your rotisserie, uh, or you can do baking on top of it as well. Awesome, yeah. And it is it's so versatile. Like you say, you can cook on it, you can use it for heating, like when you're going away camping in your, or in your caravan, or you just can use it at home in your backyard, whatever you want to do with it. It's a very versatile little unit. Yeah, yeah. The original concept uh, came from us here in Australia. We have quite strict... Uh, fire regulation. So traveling around Australia, you can't light a fire in many places. Uh, so we've developed a contained fire. So uh, no ash falls out of it. We've created spark arrestors from the top of the chimney. So no embers escape to start spot fires. Um, and that's sort of where we've uh, had our grassroots following from is the camping and outdoor market. And uh, we're finding that a lot of these people They'll be traveling with their pig uh, most of the year, but when they come home, they're setting their pig up on the back on the back patio or in the backyard and sitting around it uh, and enjoying while they're at home as well. I was gonna I was gonna say to you, like, how did you come up with a name? But when you look at the product, you can see exactly why you've called it an Oz pig. I think. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, four legs, little nose, and a tail on the back. <laughs> Shame it's not a curly tail, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you, for, for like, I guess you said like the strict rules on where you're allowed to have open fires and things like that are quite 
prevalent. I think they are even in the UK now. There's going well, we've lots, just seen lots of places. That. Yeah, in the south of France, you've got really bad uh, bushfires at the moment. So uh, in, a, in a lot of campsites and stuff now don't allow the open open fires, open pits like they used to in, mm. on beaches and stuff, natural beauty spots. They don't want the ground being burnt and mm. at, uh, coals being left on the beaches and stuff. So we are starting to see a lot of it in the UK as well. And even though obviously, like, I mean, bushfires and stuff aren't a, aren't a massive risk to us in the UK because we get a ton of rain. Mm. I was about to say a bad <laughs> word. <green>. There. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, we are at risk. So again, like I said, to the south of France at the minute, they've, they've got some really pr- quite serious uh, bushfires at the moment. So uh, I can see that it's something that will be, and it already is, uh, being enforced around the Europe and the UK. I think uh, uh, safety is good anywhere, any country. Uh, we find it also good in the US as well. It, it's starting to become uh, quite prevalent over there as well. Uh, it's a big thing for um, uh, people with kids as well. Uh, we see a lot of it here in Australia, people not putting out fires properly on the ground and uh, uh, children accidentally walking over top of them and, and burning their feet and stuff like that. So it's all about bringing the safety back to it, enjoying with the family and uh, taking away any of the negatives of uh, having an open fire, basically. And is it is it designed that the height of it off the ground is like too high for it to be burning the ground as well because i know when me and dan used it when we were doing a demo for the bunning stores in the uk we actually used it indoors and on a carpet and it didn't it didn't yeah didn't have any effect on that i don't know if it's designed yeah. for that or whether that's just luck <laughs> yeah it's, no exactly right um the big thing is you don't want any heat transference on the ground because in an australian national park we have uh, lots of leaf litter so if you have a lot of heat, it can combust quite easily. Uh, so the big part of the pig is keeping all the heat inside the barrel for keeping yourself warm and, and, and cooking as well, but not letting any of the heat drop onto the floor or escape out through the chimney. Um, we do find a lot of people use them underneath their patios or awnings, so you don't want too much of the heat escaping out of the, the chimney as well. Definitely. See, and you, we we were saying to be with as well that they can even use it in their tent. Like you can get certain tents that have like a vent on the top, so you can poke a chimney out through the top of the tent. Yeah, we we do see people using them in uh, yurts and teepees. Yeah. Um, not exactly what it's designed for, but uh, we see a lot of people doing them nowadays. Um, and it, as long as you can keep yourself warm and have that proper. Uh, airflow through the tent and the tent is designed to have a stove inside it yeah then you should it needs to have the exhaust obviously or else we could be uh, seriously damaging (laughs) ourselves with carbon monoxide etc but exactly right we aren't going to condone that make sure you've got a proper tent with a chimney hole and and let's just leave it at that but but yeah i mean exactly right you got stuff like the spark guards and stuff it makes it it makes it perfect i mean you aren't going to have a like stuff burning your tent down and you're not going to have sparks flying off because like these tents can be super flammable, some of them and stuff like that. So when you're camping, to have a fire nearby can be a bit of a risk in itself. But the spark guards, on the, you've got spark guards on the top and on the top of the chimney and you have them on the front where the uh, where you've got the vents. So like it, it prevents like sort of the, uh, when you sometimes get a pop from charcoal or, or wood, it stops that coming out and, uh, and maybe uh, burning a bit of your tent or something. Exactly right. Um the, the spark rest on top is designed to create the back pressure and back pressure stops any embers flying out of the top. 
And uh, if you've seen a good fire roaring, you can see the embers that come out of the top and they do fly uh, quite a distance. So even having a fire close to the tent can be a little bit uh, precarious at yeah. times. Um, but yeah, we also have that uh, the grate at the front of the door. So that uh, beautiful stainless steel mesh that we have on the front there is what we use for ember attacks in yeah. Australia. So that no embers that fall out of that front of that pig will ever catch anything alive. So it's quite safe to use on your patio, timber deck at home. Yeah. Um, so you can use it a little bit of everywhere and feel quite safe. Awesome. It's quite cool that uh, it seems like you've thought about quite a lot when in the design because there's uh, something else I've seen that's sort of similar, but it's a lot more simpler in its design and, and you, you can't really do an awful lot on it. But something that really sets the Ozpig, uh, stand makes it stand out from that is is sort of like the thought process that's gone into it and, and the the fact that you can keep it as simple as you want and literally have a wood burning stove or then you can actually there's basically almost any accessory you could really ever want for sort of outdoor cooking and and, and stuff like that so i mean one of like the moans and groans about wood-fired stove is you go through a lot of fuel so like for instance you've you've got the heat bead basket where you can put a uh, charcoal in to give you a steadier longer burn and uh a more controllable burn. Yeah. So if you were just cooking on it and wanted to cook something like, I don't know, like a, like a hot pot or some like a stew or something, if you were camping and you're going out for the day, uh, hunting, fishing or something, you could leave a stew on that would cook, sit there bubbling away all day with some uh, charcoal yeah, in the basket, it, it, come back and then dig in. Exactly right. Exactly right. We, even with the design of the pig, we've designed it so that, if you are using a timber fire inside it, you're not going to use a lot of timber. Um, our common uh, rule of thumb is what someone will use in an open fire in maybe an hour and a half to two hours will last you about eight hours in an Auspic. Because yeah. it's a combustion style, so you're not yeah. using a lot of timber. We can vouch that, really. We, we, when we lit yeah. up at the beginning of our demos and like we were full day, two days of full day demos, we would light up with as a small kindling then we build it up a little bit but after we built it up we wouldn't load it again for the rest of the day and we were mm. there for a whole day and we'd be cooking all day on it so i mean and we can actually genuinely vouch for that it actually mm. burnt it literally amazing, all amazing day and didn't, yeah didn't have to load any fuel yeah as you can appreciate when we're traveling in australia it's long distances between anything and uh trying to carry firewood with you is uh at a premium space so uh making it the most economical burn is uh, what we're all about. And then, as you know, we've moved into a whole list of accessories. So you've got your your char grill plate, so you can do your flame grill cooking straight over top of the wood fire, or inserting your heat beat basket so you can cook over your lump charcoals or your, your heat briquettes. Um, one of my favourites at the present moment is our rotisserie. Uh, runs on two D-sized batteries and... Uh, last count, I think I had 15 roasts out of two D-sized batteries, um, wow. which is great for, for when you're away. And um, uh, to be honest, the flavour that uh, a proper wood fire in, in parts on a, a good roast is phenomenal. I'm sure you uh, oh, yeah. know all about that. Definitely. All you need now is it to be solar powered, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that to chalk that one up to yeah. uh, r and <laughs> <laughs> even just stand stuff like you've got like the wok you have like the uh i don't know it sort of, act, sort of acts as like a, a warming plate almost that you can sort of uh it sort of hinges onto the by the front door there that sits off to the side you can use that as almost like a warming plate 
I mean, I'm pretty sure I've not seen it being done. I mean, you can confirm that. I, I would imagine that it, it can get pretty warm, so you imagine you could probably uh, maybe even do some eggs and stuff on it mm. or something like that. Uh, yeah, that warming plate off to the side there is uh, really the inside of it might get, uh, let's say, about 60 to 80 degrees Celsius. Yeah. And then it sort of steps out along that plate. Um, so really good for cooking for large numbers of yeah. people. So you're doing, say you're doing like steak sandwiches or, or something like that. You might fry your onions on the top yeah, of the yeah. barbecue plate and place them down onto the side. Your bacon, place it down the side. And it's going to keep everything at the right temperature when you come to cook the steak and take the steak off the top barbecue plate and serve it for 10 to 15 people. So it's that gives it that versatility to cook for the larger number of uh, people. And then also uh, with Dutch oven cooking. Uh, so we do a lot of Dutch oven cooking. We call it camp oven cooking here in Australia. So your, your roasts, uh, your stews, curries, and all that sort of stuff in a Dutch oven on top of the Aussie. But with a good curry, you always like rice uh, with it. So what we'll do is we'll put our Dutch oven on top of our Aussie and we'll cook it for, say, uh, an hour and a half or two hours and then we'll bring it off to the side onto that warming tray. And the radiant heat that comes off the pig will keep that cooking just like a slow cooker. So you can have it simmering away. And then it allows you to put a pot on top of the ice pig to cook your rice to go with your curry or your, your pasta to go with your pasta sauce. That's awesome. sitting on the side of it. Yeah, I just think it's it's so versatile. And really, if we're going away for anything longer than like a, like a week, anything longer than a few days, you get bored of, uh, let's just say, like burgers and sausages, for instance. So, I mean, like, if you can pack the Oz pig in and have a few of these accessories that take up no room, and genuinely, you're almost taking away with you, like, a full kitchen. Like, mm. basically, like, you can do everything that you'd want to do with just taking these accessories and the Oz pig away. You actually just open your open your scope to actually enjoy some decent food whilst you're away in the outdoors. And it, it, it really is an awesome product. Yeah, it, it, thank you very much. And that's what it's all about for us. It's, um, you know, the typical barbecue in Australia was a flat iron grill or, you know, a gas grill. And it's very limited in what it can do. And for us, uh, barbecuing or grilling is about gathering. So with the wood fire inside of it, it really gave something for people to sit around and talk, share, and then cook on as well. And uh, then we get the versatility. So uh, as you say, after a couple of days, you do get sick of burgers or sausages or something like that. You can throw a, a Dutch oven on top and, and do a fantastic curry or uh, a spaghetti bolognese the next night. So you can really uh, uh, diversify what you're cooking when you do go away. And then uh, beautiful at home as well to give you that ambience of the fire and, and give you your versatility of cooking outside rather than inside. Yeah, perfect. And as Dan said, like, it packs down so small as well. Like, if you want to take it away, it's not going to take up a huge amount of space inside of your vehicle. It isn't, and it's, it's not the lightest thing to carry. Like, it's, it's got a bit of weight behind it, but you can feel the quality of that weight. Like, you feel like you need to have that to to know that that's going to hold the heat in there. Exactly right. Um, the Ozpig was designed to be uh, stuck in the back of a full drive and uh, driven all the way around Australia. So you need the, the thickness of the steel. We use a 3mm uh, press steel. 
so it can hold six, seven hundred degrees for eight hours plus a day. Uh, then when you're finished with a night, you can throw a bucket of water over it and cool it down within 30 seconds if you want to. And it won't twist, buckle or crack if you use, you know, thin materials. So designed for a life in the bush, getting beaten around in the back of a truck and still being able to pull out perfect and unique the next day and, and be able to cook whatever you'd like to on top of it. Awesome. I didn't, wasn't aware of that. That's super yeah. cool. Makes it even better because yeah. uh, that's one of the things, like, I mean, we we often take barbecues places and then it's sort of annoying when after you're done, you have to sort of wait around for a couple of hours like mm. for it to cool down sometimes uh there yeah. are there are yeah. some barbecues that, that are easier than others obviously like a kamaru joe or something like yeah. you have to wait like six yeah. hours before you can touch it yeah and yeah love them but that's probably yeah uh, and that's a great things. point of it but it's one of those things that maybe you can't it's not that portable but uh that's that's right they everything has their unique purpose you know and the, the kamaru has that beautiful grilling that you can do it in that low and slow uh that you can't beat and where ours is more of the, the portable functional stove. Yeah. So you can take it with you and, and you can do all of these fantastic different styles of cooking. Um, but pack it up, throw it in the back of the car in, you know, five minutes flat. It's it cooled down, throw it back in its bag and, and, and away you go. Um, so not having to wait. Um, and then very easy to set up too when you do get out to where you want to go. Screw in some legs, put three pieces of chimney on, put the two barbecue plates and light her up and, and away you go. So when you, when you first came up with the idea, did you have in mind all of these different accessories you were going to add to it or these things that have developed over time? These things have developed over time. You know, uh, we're in our 12th year now. Um, it was originally uh, just about having a, a wood-fired stove. That Something that... They gave you that cooking without bending over the fire. And then as we've grown in the last 11 years, people have really come to us and, and said, well, we'd love to have this, a part of the Ospig. And we've listened to our customers and said, well, Radio, fantastic. We'll make that. And, um, you know, I think one of the most uh, biggest successes of accessories that we've had is the rotisserie. Um, something that we wouldn't have thought of exactly as being a really big accessory for us, but has become one of our biggest selling accessories and loved by, you know, most of the people that have an Ospig just because of the flavour that it uh, imparts to the food. And I think it's half the socialising while it cooks as well. Yeah, so a rotisserie is a real showpiece, isn't it? Like. We, we go to quite a lot of barbecue shows and competitions and stuff around here. And recently that we went to Grill Stock, which is probably the UK's biggest barbecue festival. And DJ Barbecue is one of our, UK and probably even around the world, one of the most successful barbecuers in the public eye. And his um, big showpiece this year is this huge, big like leg of beef on a spit roast going around. And that's it. Everyone just is mesmerized by it. You can just stand there just watching it and... I think the same thing goes like, although you can't put a huge leg of beef on yours, yeah. uh, but it's still just the, just having a rotisserie there turning. People, it just is a nice showpiece, and people like to sit there and watch it. It's just mesmerising. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, like I, like I've been saying, I think a big part of the the Aussie culture is uh, sharing stories and, and possibly drinking a little bit while you cook as well. 
Yeah, that happens. Don't yeah. <laughs> We've heard about something like a called the Osbeck 14 Day Challenge. Can you explain what that is? Oh yeah, our Osbeck 14 Day Challenge is part of our community. So we pick, um, uh, say, uh, ten or eleven uh, Osbeck fans, and from the first of January through to the fourteenth uh, of January. Uh, they'll cook uh, at least one meal a day on top of the Ausbeck. Um, uh, last year we had 11 people and all 11 contestants cooked at least three meals a day on top of it. And uh, we had some fantastic recipes go there. It's just phenomenal to see people enjoying the product and the versatility of what they do. Um, I remember not last year, the year before, uh, the winner did a seven-course Indian dinner for eight people on top of the Ausbeck. And uh, that was phenomenal to see uh, what she could do on such a, a little unit that we have being the Ausbeck. That is awesome. So is that on your Facebook page that people could find that, or are they on the website? Yeah, so it's on, on Facebook. So you can go, we have our Ausbeck uh, Facebook page. We also have the Ausbeck 14-day uh, challenge Facebook page, which is the 14-day challenge. Uh, we have the Ospig Lovers Group, which is our community of customers that are out there sharing their experiences and what they're cooking uh, every day on the pig. So three great places there that you can jump on and see what people do on the pig every day. Um, and then you also have the website, ospig.co.uk, uh, where you can find all your local retailers and, and, and stuff like that in the UK. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. You're going to check that out. January is uh, not an overly great time for us to be outside cooking every day, but we still give it a good go anyway. <laughs> yeah, something that we're trying yeah, yeah. to really push over here is, is out getting outdoors and barbecuing all year. We released a cookbook, uh, Christmas Just Gone. Uh, it was Alfresco Christmas, so it's just encouraging people to get outside and cook what they can outdoors over the Christmas period. But amongst the snow and rain, it's... Uh, it's never ideal, but but we, we're trying to we're trying to get people out there and just just the enjoyment of cooking outside that we've been talking about just it brings everyone together. So we're trying to encourage. Exactly it. Right. We're working on it. Exactly right. Um, it, it, it's totally opposite for us in Australia, where it's um, it can be up to forty degrees at Christmas and everybody's in uh, board shorts and singlets. So <laughs> uh, everybody <laughs> likes being outside, uh, yeah, at summer, but. Uh, uh, you know, cooking on top of the Ospig brings another whole aspect of sitting over top of the fire in summer and especially drinking a lot of beer uh, that goes with it. I mean, you just sort of touched on there, which brings them into to my mind, which I've thought before, but it's, it's also nice that you, there's no sort of waste of energy. So you get the cook side of it and also like it's, it is a wood burning stove and you can sit around it and get the heat out of it as well. And it's sort of like best of both worlds where normally like a barbecue would be sat on the edge of your patio and people would be or in like your barbecue area, if you're lucky enough to have one. Uh, and then people would be sat around like a table off to the side, whereas the Ospig can be also can be a patio heater almost in itself, like a wood, wood-fired wood stove so you can sit around it. And something that really annoys me is I, I always try and not do it. And I know I can put it out and, and choke the airflow, but I hate air coming to an end of a cook and having all this fuel that's just left there burning. So I always try and maybe yeah. do something like maybe make a dessert, or whatever but yeah. if you've got a good fuel then really it'll still be burning after that and it's nice to be able to exactly. actually use utilize that in a way that you can actually then turn the chairs around the Ospig and, and use it as a as a fire as well yeah exactly right and like i say it, it's a big part of our product 
um, sitting by the fire. You know, everybody loves the, the ambience of the fire. So it's a big part of what we do is drawing everybody in and, and, and sitting by the fire once we've finished, you know, and, and sharing and telling stories. And uh, I think that's something that every nation has in common. We all love sitting by the fire. We all love uh, uh, a beverage of an evening and, and sharing and socialising. So that's a big part of uh, the Auspink. Definitely. Me and Dan yesterday were just driving out to get some lunch, and we were talking about um, sports. I was saying like, what's what's I don't. I've never really got into any specific sport, and I wish I had done. We the only thing I'm really really that into is barbecue. And I was like, yeah, I just yeah. it's just fire. I just like making a fire and playing with the fire. Yeah. <laughs> he actually used the term burning stuff. He likes burning stuff, and that, I can I can vouch that's what his barbecue tastes like as well. So. <laughs> I think we've all been there. We've, dirty we've all cooking. Had that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, like I was saying, I think it's universal. Um, uh, men are hunters, gatherers. We've been cooking over fire for thousands of years. So, you know, the Auspic is uh, just reverting to a, a simpler form, you know, getting back to that uh, maybe caveman instinct of sitting by the fire, uh, big lump of meat on top of the fire and cooking it uh, while you sit there and talk with everybody. Definitely. Do you have do you have any top tips for people with the Auspic? Like what's the best way to light it and things like that? I think the, the big thing to remember with the Auspic, it's not a massive stove. So you don't have to put copious amounts of timber inside it. it it's remembering it's a small stove. So uh, using smaller pieces of timber uh, still gives you out fantastic output of heat uh, and not overloading it full of timber. Um, uh, opening the door to enjoy the fire is fantastic. And then really getting in there and, and having a play with all the different styles of thing that you can do on top of it. Uh, don't just barbecue on top of it. Uh, find a good uh, Dutch oven and, and throw that on top and, and, and do a curry or uh, do a pasta sauce, uh, bake in it. We do cakes, scones. You know, really get into the versatility of cooking. Um, we love the stir, stir frying on top of it. You, you touched on wok cooking before. Wok cooking on top of the pig is fantastic. We've got so much heat there. We do lovely stir fries. We also shallow fry on top of the wok as well. So really getting out there and, and trying out all the different styles of cooking that you can do on the little pig. We, we actually, when we did the demo, we did a chili on top of it didn't we Dan a chili yeah, it, yeah, yeah. We did a chili. but we also um, wrapped up some potatoes in tinfoil and put them in the fire with it so that the potatoes were cooking up alongside it and then we could have a nice jacket potato with some chili on top that's, that's lovely and uh, I think one of my favourites is every now and again we indulge and go out buy a, a beautiful Wagyu steak and uh, I'll do two Wagyu's for my wife and I but then we'll put the corn on the cob in alfoil and butter and garlic and salt inside the pig body itself. Mm. And the steak with just beautiful corn on the cob, oh, it's just phenomenal. Definitely. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost quite nice that even the, the, the corn and the cob's in their husk and then, uh, mm. and then uh, mm. getting that char on the outside, doing them a bit dirty yeah. in the coals and or with, in the fire pit and... 
and then you get a real yeah. nice smoky flavor from the the husks that are chowing on the outside it's quite nice with a lot of yeah. vegetables we just did recently we uh i literally just posted a picture on instagram that's been sat there waiting uh <laughs> so i just posted a picture on instagram of a cook we did uh the other day and one of our options was a veggie option because we had a quite a few veggies attending the the event we're cooking for 140 people from work it was our end of year sort of summer work celebration and uh one of the things was dirty dirty butternut squash so uh we we're doing a pulled pork and, and some other bits and pieces and uh peri peri chicken and stuff like that but one of the options was uh pulled dirty uh dirty butternut squash so we just chucked the butternut squash in the embers you get a really nice smoky flavor from the charred skin and yeah. then uh just the beautiful soft flesh once you once you get it it sort of sits in there for mm. an hour and it's just super easy then to pull it out. But I mean, like cooking on top of the Ozpig and then chucking something like a butternut in there mm. and, and you're just having like a complete meal and then it's it's so easy to do. Yeah, and that's that's the whole idea. You get that versatility of doing, you know, you do your meat, you can do your vegetables in it as well. We're really lucky to partner with a, a chef here in Australia, uh, Ben Milburn. Um, he came off one of the MasterChef series here in Australia. Oh, cool, cool. he had... Yeah, so he does some really fantastic cooking on top of the pig and inside the pig as well. And there's some great videos um, on our website where you can see different styles of cooking and, you know, he'll do onions and garlic and he'll throw them inside the pig body while he's cooking like chicken or steak on top of the charcoal as well. And I think uh, one of the nicest ones that we've had was something he called a dirty chicken toasty. And uh, it was uh, the garlic and onion roasted inside the firebox while he did the chicken thighs, marinated chicken thighs, on top of the char grill at the same time. On, on beautiful, crunchy bread that he toasted on top of the pig, put it all together, and it was absolutely beautiful. It's awesome. And that's what you get when you're getting someone like a chef who like knows what he's trying to achieve. He can see this device, see all the potentials, where, where can he get the heat from, where can he get the fire from, and he can just produce something amazing like that. Whilst we're on their Aussie TV shows, yeah, are you a fan of My Kitchen Rules? A little bit of a fan, yes. My wife is. My wife definitely is. Me and Ben were uh, My Kitchen Rules UK uh, uh, when it came over this year. We were uh, on the first version of My Kitchen Rules UK and we were, we were on that together competing. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and, and how did you go? Were the judges kind? We, we were. We were semi-finalists <laughs> in the UK. Uh, we got to the semi-finals oh. and we cooked every... Oh, we were all about sort of outdoor cooking and, and just sort of spreading the word. So it, it was cool. We did all right. Very good. We had a good time. That's all that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it counts, isn't it? <laughs> so is there, is there any new products coming out for the Ozpig that, that you can tell um, us about yet or are they all top secret? We, uh, we're always developing new things. Uh, we're always trying to better ourselves a little bit. So you'll always see a, a little bit of a change with the pig where – a bit of a perfectionist. I'm a steel worker by trade, so I always like to, uh, you know, add a little bit or perfect a little bit to the pig. Um, a little bit of a sneak peek is we are in the prototype stage for a smoker for the top of it. Mm. So we are really hoping to have that one by Christmas next year. Awesome. Amazing. Look forward to seeing that. Yes, yeah. So that's something fun that we're playing with at the present moment. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Cool. Right. Um, thanks for spending some time talking to us. It's been awesome to get to know a bit more about the Ozpig. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me along. And uh, yeah. No worries. No worries. Cool.
Yeah, it's been great chatting. Do you just want to remind people where they can find you online, like social media and website address and stuff? Yeah, so uh, the best one in the UK is ozpic.co.uk. You can jump on Facebook, uh, uh, Ozpic Facebook page, Ozpic Lovers Group, and the Ozpic 14-Day Challenge on Facebook. Yeah, definitely check that out. I'm going to get straight on the 14-day challenge and have a look at that. People in the UK love a challenge as yeah. well, so I reckon I reckon you have a few more this year. But yeah, we're always open to have more. We love seeing people from the UK now sharing on our Ospic Lovers group. We also have from Netherlands and, and Germany, so uh, really spreading the word of the Ospic and seeing it in these uh, other countries is fantastic. Awesome. awesome. Well, thanks, cool. bro. Nice yeah. chatting to you and, and uh, nice right, talk about the Oz Pig and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers, Cheers bro. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks. You're listening to Your United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by Pro-Q, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks, you can find them at smokewoodshack.com. And you can find them on Twitter at smokewoodshack.com.